Hi guys, just wanted to thank you all for taking the time out to listen to episode 33. Darius Davis' story is special and I'm happy you guys are able to hear his grind and story. Please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. Welcome to another edition of the Dewan Marrero podcast. I am your host, Dewan Marrero. Joining me this week is a brother who scored 1,000 points in his collegiate career. He led his team in scoring, averaging 18 points per game, 104 threes as a senior, the one and only Darius Davis. Pleasure to have you on the podcast, bro. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Uh, definitely a pleasure. Thank you for having me on here today. Hey, thank you all for tuning in as usual. Um, every Thursday, I'm dropping content. As most of you all know, uh, leave a review as well after this episode as we get into it and... Uh, Darius is going to tell you guys a little bit about himself. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Um, you know, growing up in Indianapolis, um, you know, growing up to a single mother, four kids. Um, dad was around, um, but not really because of uh, differences with my mother. But, um, you know, growing up was tough, uh, you know, similar to how it is in Gary and places like that growing up on the east side of Indianapolis a lot of violence um older brother was in the gang um started to kind of get in the gang when I was younger um then it all turned around for me um you know now my, my older brother got arrested um so you know that right there let me learn a lot about if you get into the wrong situation everything you know, your life could pretty much be over. Um, so, you know, moving forward, um, made it, went to North Central High School, uh, met a lot of different people, very diverse school. Um, then on there, it started my hoop grind, really. Um, you know, hooping, trying to make the high school team, um, you know, with the likes of a lot of Division One athletes that a lot of people might have, might know, heard of, you know, Devontae Smith-Rivera, Ronnie Johnson, Tyrone Johnson, people like that, um, where I would, wasn't just able to make the cut. Um, so from high school, you know, the junior college grind, um, went to two different junior colleges, um, just trying to figure life out, figure out what I want to do with this ball. Um, then making it to IU Northwest where, you know, I kind of wrote my own story and had a good career and, um, left a nice legacy here for myself. No, what would you say, like, uh, who influenced you to to be where you at today? Who was some of the people you looked up to? Man, uh, for me, starting out, um, didn't have a lot of basketball role models starting out. Um, but I definitely knew about the grind and, and grinding to get where you wanted to be. Um, it was probably when I met, um, when I started going to North Central and met, you know, people like Devontae, uh, Ronnie Johnson, Tyrone, and all those guys who were at the top of their game, you know, uh, well-recognized in the nation for basketball. And, you know, looking, I was like, man, you know, that would be nice um, to have people speak about my game and, you know, tell me how good I am or have, you know, thousands of people want to come watch me play, um, you know, get scholarships from high Division One majors. So seeing stuff like that allowed me to dream and, and want to go and hit the grind hard. Uh, 
how was that feeling though? Like you didn't play high school, you say, right? So yeah. how did you sell yourself to like these coaches when they were like, Okay, can I see film or you know, uh how can you prove to us that you're what we're looking for? Uh, for me, uh, I saw them on the aspect to get me in the gym. Um, you know, you can work me out. The workout won't really tell you a lot. It'll tell you that I'm good at workouts. Get me in the gym with your team, um, whether it's an open gym or control setting, and and just see what I can do. You know, that's all I ask. And if, if I don't meet your expectations, then, you know, we can just move on from there. But I promise you if, you, if you get me in a gym and, you know, get me around other hoopers and, you know, guys from your team, I'll show you that I can make a difference. Who is that coach that gave you that chance? Um, early on, it was a guy by the name of um, Doug Schaefer at Lake Michigan College, uh, my first junior college. Um, he kind of let me come in. He already had his team. He already had scholarship guys. One of my good friends was actually going there to play, and he said, you know, you, you don't have anything going on. You're not in school. You're not playing. Come with me. Um, you know, let's get you on this team. Let's ball together. So I went out to Michigan with him, uh, talked to the coach. Um, he let me come to open gym. I performed well, and he said, you know, let's see if this is something we both can enjoy and, and go forward so um you know he gave me my first shot where which i didn't have any film didn't have um didn't play high school obviously um, there was no background on me whatsoever um he took a chance on me and you know from there it helped me out uh, tremendously so you was really under the radar you because i mean I'm, th I'm trying to think like so you graduated from high school right and obviously everyone's excited family's proud so what was that next step? Like, you reached out to coaches or someone helped you reach out uh, to people? Um, once I graduated, it was, the the end goal was always to graduate college. Right. Um, you know, that was what my mom wanted and what I wanted. Um, so from there, uh, I actually went to a college fair uh, and was talking to this guy um, who was from one of the uh, my first junior college I went to uh, Heston College. Um, I talked to him. He's you know told him I played ball and um, I played a little AAU, but didn't have any film or anything on there. So um, he sold me on you know coming out there and potentially playing. Um, and at the time, that's all I had going for me because uh, when I graduated, my grades weren't the best. Uh, I had like a two point two GPA graduating high school, which isn't good, so a lot of doors weren't open for me. Um, so, you know, me and my mom talked. We went out there to visit. The visit went well. Um, I uh, worked out in front of the coach. Um, at the time, he liked what he saw. Um, and for me, that was my, my next step. I put all my eggs in that basket um, and traveled out 13 hours uh, from home to uh, Heston, uh, college that's that's a long time yeah no i mean anybody knows that that juco grind is a grind um it's not pretty it's it's for those who really want it and who, who has that will like i went to chipola college in mariana florida um great conference but there was nothing to do there 
Uh, I was an hour away from Florida State, and the only thing there to eat was Domino's, Pizza Hut, KFC, McDonald's, Zaxby's, Waffle House, um, no car, and um, it was a grind. And, and Darius is telling you his grind because he ends up scoring over a 1,000 points finishing his co- collegiate career, but nobody sees how you started. You know what I mean? And and, and that's a blessing because you – I I've never experienced that. Um, just because how I was coming up in the game and not playing high school ball and then you're playing in JUCO, trying to get your foot through the door. Then you finish your collegiate career scoring over a 1,000 points, bro. That's nothing but but blessing and a lot of patience I I can imagine you had to get to where you are today. Yeah, um, you know, I had a lot of uh, uh, dark days, I say, Mm -hmm. days where I wanted to quit, you know, days where I was like, you know – Obviously, I'm not on the radar. This isn't going to work for me. You know, um, once I went to uh, Heston College where I thought I was going to play, you know, the coach ended up telling me, you know, I didn't fit his his mold or his team. So, you know, I just traveled 13 hours for no reason, um, no scholarship. So, you know, now I'm coming out of my pocket to um, be at this school. But, you know, being out there, I learned a lot about myself, um, a lot about you know, my real grind, because for me, it was school, you know, hanging out with friends, and I was in the gym all night, and I said, it didn't work out here, but, you know, maybe it'll work out somewhere else, so I have to stay prepared, because I would hate for an opportunity to open up, and I'm not prepared for it, Um, which then, you know, came up um, that following year, when I left Heston, and uh, made it to Lake Michigan College. Um, and that was definitely tough for me being out there. Um, both of these places, I had no vehicle, didn't have a job, didn't come from a um, you know wealthy family by any means. Um, so everything was, I got to figure it out. Um, you know, my first month at Lake Michigan College, I was actually living in a hotel. Um, they didn't have dorms, they didn't have places for us to live. So the, the first month I was living in a hotel. I mean, that was a wild experience for me. Um, you know, actually living in a hotel. Um, so we did that and eventually moved into an apartment, but you know, those are things I look back on now and like, man, you, you really made it through some stuff to, to get where you're at now. Sure. No, I mean, what was the hotel like? Uh, I mean, it wasn't the best conditions. It was like a motel? Yeah, it was like a motel. Um, Me and um, my guy that I went out there with, uh, you know, that's where we had to stay. Like I said, they didn't have dorms. They didn't have apartments for us to move into. The apartment we moved into gave us a month wait, so that's why we had to live in that motel. Um, So, you know, we didn't have a vehicle. We were walking like a mile to school uh, to the campus. Know, hitting classes, going to gym, um, practicing, working out, then having to walk a mile to a motel. It was tough. Hey, that's 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 a grind, man. Like people don't be seeing the the behind the scenes of like how all this shit is, and just to play basketball, just for orange basketball, shit's crazy. Um, but I salute the grind, and and I respect you a lot, man, because. What you're going through, I had no idea. And I'm pretty sure when other people hear this, they have no idea as well, man. Um, how did IUN come in your life? Um, 
you know, after I left Lake Michigan College, um, you know, I left there because me and the the coach, um, we weren't seeing eye to eye. Um, you know, I already wasn't getting a big scholarship. You know that I I felt that I deserved, um, and, and things started getting a little rocky. So I said, you know, I don't want to waste any more of my eligibility. I know I can play. You know, now I've I've been to a junior college and played. Uh, I, I did pretty well. So now I know that I can play at the college level. Um, so now it's finding that next home for me. Um, so I went back home for a year, uh, went to Ivy Tech, um, did a couple classes, uh, and just grinded out um, every day, you know, just staying prepared. Um, where I was in church heavy, um, so my pastor actually reached out to multiple schools uh, on my behalf to try to get me in school. Um, you know, St. Francis, IU East, IU Kokomo, um, a lot of NAIAs in Indiana, you know, he reached out to say, hey, you know, if you, if my guy gets in front of you, I promise you'll want to give him a scholarship. Um, and I went to these places, performed well, um, talked to the coaches, um, you know, had a lot of doors open, but it, it wasn't plutonic to me it, it just didn't feel right I would say it, at most of these schools mm -hmm. uh, then he hit up IUN and talked to the coach uh, the coach agreed to let us come play uh, we came out to open gym performed well I talked to the coaches uh, they liked what they saw um, you know they told me that the program wasn't that good you know at, at the time I think they were coming off a three win season Damn. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was in a bad place. Um, but they sold me on, you know, you could be one of the factors that helped change the culture of the basketball program and the school, you know, change the way the school views the athlete uh, and change the way the athlete is regarded here at IU Northwest and change the way the community looks at IU Northwest. Um, you know, and in, in my three years here, you know, um, that be the change motto, you know, stuck with me, because um, obviously, if you want to see any difference or change in life, it, you know, you got to be the one to to step up and do it. Yeah, yeah, no, man, you know? be the change you wish to see. Most definitely. Um, you know, and for me, I already didn't have a background. I wanted, I wanted people to respect my, you know, my game. I wanted, you know, when I went into a gym, I wanted people to be like, man, he's he's good. You know, I wanted people when I tell them my story to them to be like. Man, he's too good. There's no way that 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 he didn't play high school basketball. There's no way he didn't get looks out of high school. You know, that's that's what I wanted my legacy to be and be regarded um, on the court. Um, so, you know, when I got to IUN, it was straight to the grind. Still, you know, got here, didn't have a place to stay, didn't have a vehicle, no job. You know, same as my JUCO grind. You know, something I hadn't seen or uh, something I've seen before that wasn't any different from me. Um, you know, um, my coach actually let me stay with him for, you know, two months uh, until the ball started rolling, till I could get a job, till I could get some money. Um, and from there, uh, moved into team house with uh, some of my teammates, um, which went really well until we, we moved out. Um, then it was hopping place to place, um, to live, to keep the grind going, to finish school. Uh, then my senior year happened um, where all my grinding, all my hard work, all 
my uh, preparation, all my patience came to uh, fruition for me. Um, you know, I averaged 18 points, uh, hit over 100 threes, uh, led the team to uh, 21 wins, made it to conference for the first time in school history, uh, beat the host team who was ranked number 21 at the time, uh, beat them on their home floor, um, you know, just to play the number three team in the nation uh, where we end up losing by seven points. Uh, but I was able to go out on my own terms, which, you know, if you can ask anyone, that that's all you can really ask for. Um, so, you know, my three years here at IU Northwest, um, you know, and my whole basketball journey um, came to fruition my senior year where I was able to, you know, do some good things on the court um, and actually have my grind be seen and, and get some type of notoriety for it, which was a blessing and, you know, great for me. Man, no, I mean, you, this was everything unfolded um, because you proved, like, it wasn't their fault. No, it wasn't your fault. I'm sorry. It was, you know, their fault why they didn't pick you up. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. Normally when you go through this and you're trying to figure it out, now you're playing like, okay, when I go step out on this floor, is it me or is it them? And, and that's the chip I have on my shoulder when I play, when they say I can't shoot the ball from deep and or whatever they have of me. Um, when I when I went to JUCO and DePaul wasn't giving me the minutes that I deserved, they were saying like, oh, well, Rico can't do this. You know, Rico can't execute the play. And I'm like, okay, that's... That's BS, right? So oh, now I'm at Chipola putting up numbers. I have to go over there and make sure, like, it wasn't me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was far yeah. beyond. It was more politics than anything. And when I went to, like, Moorhead State, I went – DePaul, like I said, was a great school, but we wasn't having the best success, and we had talented players. So I went to Juke, uh, Chipola, had success. Moorhead State ended up going to the CBI um, championship playing against Nevada. And this senior year, I ended up putting up even better numbers. But point is, when you step out on that floor, you have to go out there like, okay, I have to make sure this wasn't me, why I'm in this position. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I took it the hard way. I took the hard road to get to where I'm at today, but it was their fault. You oh, know, yeah. they're lost. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like, you were athlete of the year. Uh, you were like 2017 champions of character yep, yep you know what i mean you were student athlete of the year i mean senior spirit award like all that shit come in one and in, in your grind bro like how does that make you just feel man you it, it's it, it's incredible to me um you know i always reflect uh daily um just to look back on where i came from um and it's nothing short of a blessing uh in my mind because if if you ask anyone I went to high school with, um, no, none of them expected, would have expected for me to be in this spot um, because I didn't really pick up the ball until, you know, my sophomore year of high school. So, you know, anything before that, I was I was a terrible basketball player, um, you know, but um, I was able to understand that if if I wanted to actually be good and and have people respect me I had to put in a, a serious grind you know sure. um and you know one guy um who trained me who I give a lot of uh respect and got a lot of admiration for a guy by the name of uh, Yusef Green 
um, who used to be with the hundred percent hoops. Um, you know, he does his own training now and he, he took a, a chance on me, um, where a lot of people did. He saw me in the gym, you know, my high school year, he saw me in the gym playing and he, he saw something in me that probably no one else, you know, did. And he actually trained me, you know, for free when I was in high school and even through college. And you, you don't ever see that really, you know, especially for me, you know, it'd have been different if I was a, you know, McDonald's All-American candidate or, you know, had great high school numbers, just got overlooked. Like I didn't play in high school. There was nothing right. on me, you know, and he just wanted to see me get better at basketball because he saw that I had a passion and grind for it. And he, he told me if I was willing to put in the work, he was willing to train me, you know. And uh, any time it came down to, you know, hey, you know, I got to pay you, you know, he let it go because it's something to be said about someone who's willing to actually put in a grind and put in the work and, and not expect anything from anyone, but willing to, you know, when when I was in high school, I would go to school, get out at three o'clock. He would pick me up 3.30. We'd hit the gym workout from, you know, three to five, three to six. I go home, eat. Um, then there was a 24 hour gym, um, close about a mile's walk away from where I was at. My mom was working nights, so she would actually go to work. I'd tell her, hey, um, I'm going to the gym tonight. I'd walk a mile, get to this 24-hour gym, put in more work, uh, get home at about midnight, 1 a.m., um, just to have to be up at 6 a.m. to um, be back at, at school, you know, in high school. And, you know, that was my daily grind my entire senior year. Um, where a lot of people wouldn't have seen it. You know, a lot of people see the end product and they don't see everything you did before um, and, unless you tell them. And even when you tell them, you know, they probably won't right. believe it. It go, you know? go one ear out the other. It's definitely. Um, and, and, like, we were having the conversation before we went on record. Like, now we live in this digital media era where it's like, are you really putting in work? Because I don't see it, you know? And, yeah. and it's fine because... <laughs> Some players do not like showcasing their work and, mm -hmm. and their resume speak highly, you know, for themselves. But, you know, for brothers coming up, it's it's important to get that content out there and to deliver to people to let them know, like, yeah, I'm in the lab working. And, and when we compete, you're going to see what I've been doing. Um, after you graduated, man, um, before I touch base on that, how was your relationship uh, with Coach Javi? Because I hear a lot of great things about him. Um, I know him personally, but I don't know him. Yeah. But I just hear uh, a lot of great things about him. Um, man, if 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 I had to rank my you know my best coaches, um, him and um guy by the name of Christian S, they would be stacked one and one. You know, um, Hav is is so good. I mean, he he took the biggest chance on me where no other coach would have. Given my background, as I said, you know, I didn't have a resume. I didn't have a great resume before I got here. Played a little junior college. I did okay, but I wasn't putting up stellar numbers. Um, where he let me live with him for two months. And I mean, you won't see that unless it's a high-profile athlete, you know. Uh, like, you look at the movie like The Blind Side, you know, where y you knew that kid was going to the NFL, you know. Right. He didn't know what I would become when I was here. He just knew that I could play a little bit. And he took the biggest, you know, he had a family, he had two kids, you know, letting 
someone from out of town come live with you for two months that you don't even know that you've only had a maybe hour, two hour conversation with. I mean, you don't see that, you know. Um, yeah, shout out to Coach Javi. Yeah, and, and he, you know, he let me do that, and he really got me going, got me started. Um, he's someone now that I could call if I needed anything. If he needed anything, you know, I'd be there for him. Um, you know, for him taking that, that big shot on me, um, it turned out good for both of us. You know, he's the most winning coach in IU in history. Um, I don't think, you know, since he's been head coach, he hasn't um, won, you know, he, every every since he's been head coach, he's won 20 or more games um, for his three years here at his, at his, as head coach. Um, you know, he has a great resume. You know, he was a Bishop Noel. He um, was on the staff when they went to state. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a great basketball mind and a great uh, basketball feel where he can read guys, you know. It was because of him that I had the senior year that I had. Um, he let me play. You know, he let me play my game. He let me shoot transition threes. He let mm-hmm. me dribble and, you know, pull up on guys for three. Um he let me play the game that I was comfortable playing, um, which, you know, I, I give him all the praises. Um, I'm blessed to know him. Um, yeah, and he's a, he's a great guy. I can't say. Man, I got to get Coach Javi on the podcast, man, because I hear, like, from Eric. Eric talked about him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Dean Danos talked highly yeah. about him. Um, you, you know what I mean? So I, I got to connect with him. And, and see if he hops on, and hopefully he will be be dope. Um, you know, wrapping up, you know, the segment, man. You graduated from IUN, yep. and um, did semi pro for a bit, right? Yes, sir. And and you scored twenty seven points. Was it like off the bench? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, once I graduated, um, I was, you know, in the midst of, you know, do I want to go play pro? Uh-huh. Do I want to give it a shot? Um, do I want to try it? And I was like, you know, from all the grinding I that, put that's in. That's a full grind again. Yeah, full grind. <laughs> and I was like, you know, from all the work I put in before I got here, I was like, I would be doing myself a disservice if I did not give it a shot. Um, so I went out to Vegas uh, to one of the pro camps and I played um, where I did pretty well. Um, I got um, ranked as one of the top newcomers. Um, you know, I, I, I performed at a high level there. So, you know, and some of these guys were already pro, so. Um, I knew I had what it takes to play the pro level, mm-hmm. um, even with being from Indy and playing with, you know, guys like Marcus Teague, Devontae, Ronnie Johnson, you know, high division one level players, guys that are playing pro right now. You know, I was playing with them guys back home and, you know, doing pretty well and seeing some success. So I, I knew that I could play at the pro level. Um, so when I went out there, um, I didn't have anything moving because obviously I'm coming from a small NAI. I don't have a, um, I didn't have an agent, um, so nobody was out there shopping my name or anything like that. Um, so I came to Roundabout Way playing um, ABA basketball. Um, you know, they let me play. Um, at first, the coach wasn't really messing with me. Uh, we had a game where one of the starters um, didn't show up, so. You know, he told us everyone's going to need to play. Everyone's going to need to step up. And I was like, well, this is my my moment, my time. Um, He let me play. And, um, yeah, I I dropped 27 off the bench. Um, And from there, kind of, uh, 
pro propelled a um little uh pro career that you know I had um playing ABA and then playing uh semi pro for the NBL the Midwest Basketball League um you know and, and from there uh, just seeing a lot of success on on that semi pro level um where I had a um you know opportunity to uh, maybe play overseas and play professional um but for me that's where my uh my, my grind and everything kind of um separated because uh you know now I'm uh, about to get married right right so um you know I was with my lady we were at a a point where you know if I'm I'm a little older now <laughs> at the time I was 20 20 I was 25, 26 at the time, um, 20, about to be 27 now, um, where I'm like, all right, well, if I want to start a family and actually have a family and do some things like that, you know, if I go overseas, I'm going, I'm not going to be making any money, right. you know, especially starting out at a small NAI, no agent, you know, if I accept anything, it'll probably be, you know, I'll probably make Five, you know, five right, grand, under, you know, under, under, yeah, under, yeah. under a grand yeah. a month, which, you know, isn't anything that you can live off of. Right. Anything like that. So, you know, as I got older, I had to understand, you know, the basketball grind got me through college, helped pay off some debt, helped give me some memories that, you know, I'll never forget. Give me a little notoriety. Um, And I thought to myself, you know, I, I didn't need the... I didn't need the to say that I was a pro player. I didn't mm -hmm. need that. I didn't. I didn't really care if people could associate me with uh, playing pro. I know a lot of guys. You know, that's the battle they fight. You know, once they graduate, they're like, I have to be pro. I want people to say I'm a pro basketball player. You know, all the right. work I put in, you have to say I'm a pro. For me, I didn't need that satisfaction. I was okay with with everything that I'd accomplished. Um, you know, from not playing high school basketball to scoring a thousand points in my career, to averaging eighteen points. I mean, you know, that's nothing short of a blessing and a miracle. You know, you don't you don't see that ever really. No, I mean you don't, man. And and, and Darius, I appreciate you opening up and, and sharing your testimony and your grind and story because a lot of people don't live in reality. Yeah. And what you're doing is just real life shit. Like you want a family, you're content with the career that you made when you first began and now how you ended and accomplishing all these accolades, man, that's just dope. And and you're a winner at the end of the day. I mean, I, I hope you get sleep at night and be like, shit, I'm, I'm the man. Like I, I did this for real. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I flipped my opportunity. Um, you was a keynote speaker. Uh, yeah. When they, I, you acknowledged you for your career here, man. And that's a blessing. That's a W. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's all anything uh, uh athlete could really ask for to be able to share their story, share their grind. Um and and for me, you know, it was a long grind, long journey. Um you know, I I wouldn't redo anything. You know, my grind and my story is something that that built me. It allowed me to meet a lot of great people, you know, um a lot of great basketball minds and a lot of great business minds, a lot of just genuinely nice people, you know, people like yourself who, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I, I heard about Bowman, I heard about uh, Dewan Marrero and, you know, him hooping and killing and stuff like that. And, you know, that's stuff that I wanted to be and stuff, you know, um, 
accolades that I wanted where, you know, if I went to another city, I went to another state, I wanted them to be like, oh, you're Darius Davis. Oh, man, I, I just saw you on um YouTube. I, I just saw you doing this. I just saw you doing that or something like that, you know. Um, where now I've gotten some basketball respect. Um, you know, I, I'm respected in, in, in a lot of areas where I, I go hoop and right. stuff like that, which, which makes me feel good. Yeah, I mean, you scored over a 1,000 points. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, um, I scored a 1,000 points in high school, um, college, two years, I mean – was it 600, some shit like 660 points in those two years at Moorhead. Like, if I was there all four years, I would have scored a 1,000. Okay. But, you know, I, I wanted to score, you know, the 1,000 points. But the legacy you leave uh, when you go to these different schools, man, and, and people respect you and appreciate your hard work, man, that's forever a W. You know, in, in life, we're always going to be the underdog. And, and that's something that we have to uh, keep a chip on our shoulder, oh, yeah. whether we're working and, and working that 40-hour, that grind, or, or basketball, whatever you have your passion into right now, it's like, got to have a chip on your shoulder because Definitely. there's always somebody out there who may be better, you know, who's going to have more money, you know, who's going to have something you want. But as long as you work hard, have pride, and and feed your family, and, you know, stay in faith, everything's going to work out. So appreciate you sharing your story, bro. Like, it's big time, man. I'm, I hope a lot of people appreciate this. For real, man, and and Darius, thank you for you know being a DMP uh, alum. Man, yeah, uh, thank you again for having me. You know, I uh, hope a lot of people tune in. Um, you know, I I just want my story to be able to you know touch a lot of people, give some people motivation, um, or even you know push them further in their uh, grind that they're already uh, going through. You know, um, just to let them know that you know you put your head down and you really grind for something that you know anything can happen and. Your dreams can't come true if you stick to them and stick to your guns and, you know, crank them out. Hey, there you have it, man. Um, please, you guys, leave a review. Uh, Darius took the time out on his Saturday to come, you know, tap in on the podcast. I'm truly humbled. Again, like I told you before you came on, thank you. And you guys, leave a review, uh, dropping content every Thursday. Uh, thank you all. Hi guys again hope you guys enjoyed mr davis story and it inspired you guys to keep hustling and embrace your journey and grind because we all have a story to tell also tell a friend to subscribe to the dm pod and look forward to next thursday with special guest eric rodon who is the current athletic director for bishop no institute located in hammond indiana stay tuned